0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Aligned Living podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Mallowin, and I am so grateful that you are here. Today, we are going to talk about all things manifestation. I've been in process with manifestation over the last several years, but it's not something that I've really talked about publicly. So I'm really excited to dive into it with you today. Manifestation is a pretty hot topic right now, and there's a lot of information out there about it, but not all of it is scientifically sound. In this episode, I'm going to break down the basics of manifestation as I understand it. I'll share what works for me personally, and I'll also talk about some of my favorite manifestations that I've called in so far. So stay tuned to learn how I manifested my long-term partner, Matt, before I knew what manifestation was. How I manifested my last job and the current house that we live in. But before we dive in, I want to remind you about my newest offering, Teacher Circle. Teacher Circle is an online gathering space for yoga teachers to come together, ask questions, share resources, and support one another on their journeys. Each month, we'll come together for a live practice and a live workshop to keep you feeling inspired and educated on your path. It's been so amazing to start to build this community, and I truly can't wait to see what we co-create. You'll want to join now to lock in the lowest rate because prices are going up as of December 1st. Okay, let's dive into the episode. I think it's important that we begin by getting clear about what manifestation is. So I understand manifestation as the process of calling something into reality. This could be something tangible like a house, a car, or a romantic partner. Or it could be something more abstract like a feeling or a place. But when I think about manifestation, I think about the process of taking a dream or a desire and bringing it into my physical reality. But the truth is that in order to understand manifestation and how it works, you need to understand the conscious and subconscious mind. And of course, I'm no scientist, but I've tried my best to really break this down into terms that everybody can understand. So really simply put, your thoughts come from two places in your brain, your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is made up of the thoughts that we are consciously aware of. For example, if you're hungry, you may have the conscious thought, I'm hungry. Therefore, that will encourage you to go get something to eat. But we also have the subconscious mind, which is made up of thoughts that we are not consciously aware of. And our subconscious mind informs about 95% of our actions. So to break this down a little bit more. Perhaps you're having a subconscious thought, rather, perhaps you're having a conscious thought that you're hungry, but subconsciously you believe that eating will make you fat or something crazy like that. So although you know that you're consciously hungry, your subconscious thoughts may keep you from going to nourish your body. So our subconscious mind, as I said, informs about 95% of our actions, which is a whole lot this means that it's far more powerful than our conscious mind. And so when we're working on manifesting something, we're really working at the subconscious level. And this is because our beliefs inform our thoughts, our thoughts inform our actions, and our actions inform our reality. So if we don't believe at a subconscious level, that we are worthy of something, it is quite unlikely that we will call that thing in. Now, if we do call that thing in, it is quite likely that we won't be able to keep it or we will sabotage it in some way. And I've certainly seen myself do this in many places throughout my life. Now, our subconscious mind is influenced by all of the things that we experience between the ages of zero and 14, but more specifically, the ages of zero and seven, so childhood. So the experiences of your childhood will greatly impact the quality of your subconscious thoughts. And as I said, your subconscious thoughts are dictating about 95% of your actions. So thoughts that we are not consciously aware of are dictating the things that we do on an everyday basis. And to bring this back to manifestation, if we're wanting to call something in and we're not sure why we're not getting it, it's quite likely that we have a a limiting belief in our subconscious mind that's keeping us from calling that thing in. So let me give you an example. Let's say you grew up in a household where money was really tight and your parents were always stressed about it and they were talking about it a lot. It's quite likely that later in life you will find yourself with a block around money. And now this may manifest you in overspending out of rebellion because perhaps your parents were super stingy with money. Or perhaps you find yourself being super stingy with your money out of fear because this is what was modeled to you throughout your childhood. Another example that we see all of the time is romantic relationships. If when you were growing up, your parents were constantly arguing with each other, you might have the subconscious belief that love is hard. Therefore, you might find yourself in a dysfunctional relationship later on in life or feel fearful of romantic relationships altogether. So when you are manifesting, you are primarily working with the subconscious mind. And that's why thinking positive or just being grateful doesn't really work. Now, these things can help, but remember that those think positive ideas are only happening on a conscious level. So you can think positive, you can consciously try to be grateful, but that is not likely impacting your subconscious beliefs, which are far more powerful than the conscious thoughts that we think on an everyday basis. So like I said, we all need to really investigate our subconscious beliefs because our beliefs inform our thoughts, our thoughts impact our actions, and our actions create our reality right? Our actions is what gives us results and it's your results that really make up the life that you live. There are a myriad of different ways that you can start to explore your subconscious mind and some of these mediums may be through talk therapy or EMDR, perhaps shadow work or stream of consciousness journaling, really any form of deep inquiry and reflection where you're able to move beyond the conscious mind or at least start to challenge your conscious thoughts. Okay, so I'm pretty much saying that the subconscious mind informs 95% of our beliefs and therefore our actions, and I'm sure many of you are thinking, well, how do we change that then? And that's where subconscious reprogramming comes in. So the good news is that our brains are extremely malleable and you can change your subconscious beliefs, okay? And you do this by changing your brain state. So there are five different brain states or five different brain waves. They are gamma, beta, alpha, theta, and delta. And in order to access the subconscious mind, you'll want to target theta brain waves. So I'll break down the different brain waves for you. We have beta, which occurs when we are awake, alert, and conscious. We have alpha, which occurs when you are just generally feeling relaxed or calm. Theta occurs when you are deeply relaxed, so you're in a deep state of meditation, you're daydreaming, or you're even dreaming during sleep. And then delta occurs when you are in deep, dreamless sleep. So again, if we want to reprogram the subconscious mind, we want to tap into theta brainwaves. So we can think, or rather we know that the subconscious mind directly impacts our dreaming right our dream world our dream state so the idea is how can we tap into that part of the brain while remaining awake and start to implant new thoughts or beliefs about ourselves and the good news is that there are plenty of different ways that we can do this you can do this through yoga nidra you can do this through hypnosis you can do this through emdr therapy and as many of you know, my personal favorite approach is yoga nidra, because it really just has a myriad of different benefits. But let's just talk about dreams for a second. In my personal experience, my my dream sphere, my dream landscape is really quite intense. And I often find myself dreaming about people from my waking life, oftentimes people from my past. And what I've been able to observe in my dreams is that my subconscious mind is still processing events that may have happened a long time ago, or my subconscious mind is still holding on to certain beliefs or thoughts about certain people. And I can really tell that I'm starting to heal or really deeply starting to process something when I no longer have dreams about them. There are other ways to change the way that we feel about certain events. And again, that is by tapping into theta brain waves. And so it's been proven that Yoga Nidra, which is a practice of yoga done traditionally, laying down on your back or in any other comfortable position with your eyes closed, it guides you through a number of steps and you're able to tap into the theta brain wave. So I've done a workshop about using yoga nidra for burnout, but I do plan to do a workshop on using yoga nidra for manifestation coming pretty soon because I think it's so powerful to go into that state via the practice of yoga nidra and then implant the new beliefs that we need so that we can really become the person that we desire to be. Because as long as our subconscious mind is dictating our reality, we are going to feel like we are out of control. I wrote a post the other day is and it said something along the lines of, as long as you don't look at the thoughts of your subconscious mind Your subconscious mind will just rule your life and you'll call it fate. But really, it's just part of our brain that's trying to keep us safe. And I try to think of it as like a young part of my brain that is still stuck in some version of myself in the past. And I just gently need to nudge my subconscious brain, my subconscious mind, towards where I am presently so I can call in the people, places, things that I desire. So, Subconscious reprogramming is one really big part of manifestation. And I really have to give props to Lacey Phillips of To Be Magnetic because she's been one of the people who has brought this work into the forefront. Um, she's made it more accessible and she's really taught me a lot about subconscious reprogramming. And so I just want to claim that like these thoughts are not my own. And I don't think Lacey would claim that these thoughts are her own either. Um, you know, this is proven scientifically, and she's just brought it into um, not reality, but she's just brought it into modern day in a more accessible way. But there's more to manifestation for me than subconscious reprogramming. And I want to share with you a bit about what works for me. And that is what I call aligned action. It was part of the reason why I named this podcast Aligned Living. It was inspired by that idea of taking aligned action towards the life of my dreams. So when I'm thinking about manifestation, I'm thinking about taking aligned action. And this means getting crystal clear on what goals or outcomes I would like to achieve and then identifying exactly what action steps I need to take there. Sorry, identifying exactly what action steps I need to take to get there. So to reiterate, I get crystal clear on what I want and then I create an action plan to get me there. So that's all well and good. I know plenty of people who are great at planning and they're poor at taking action. That's why it's called aligned action. So once I've identified exactly what I need to do, I begin taking consistent, aligned action over a long period of time. And the long period of time is really important here. And that's because the universe, God, supreme, the cosmos, whatever word you want to use, the universe doesn't understand your language. The universe doesn't even understand your intention. What the universe understands is your actions. So you need to show the universe exactly what you want and you need to show the universe that you want it by doing it consistently over a period of time. So, so many of us, I see this all the time in myself, my family, my friends, so many of us say that we want something and then we go and we do something that is in direct direct conflict to that. So when we do that, The universe doesn't know. It's like, okay, you're saying you want one thing and you're doing the other. So I'm just going to, I'm going to take your actions as the truth here because that's what you're actually doing. So let me give you an example. Let's say you want to manifest a serious monogamous relationship and you know that you are ready for a monogamous long-term relationship. You say that you want this, but you continue to go on dates with people who have made it clear that they do not want the same thing. So you're going on dates, you're giving your time, your energy to people in your life who have made it clear that they do not want a monogamous relationship. Well, the universe isn't going to give it to you. The universe is just going to keep on giving you more of what the universe thinks that you want, which is someone who doesn't want a monogamous relationship. And for me, a big part of manifestation is actually about... Getting more specific with my actions and more committed to my actions. This is a really hard thing to do. It is really easy to say that you want something and then it's really hard to go and actually do the work to get the thing. But it's when you actually start doing that you get the results that you want. So let me give you a few examples from my personal life about manifestations that I have called in. And the first being my long-term relationship with my partner, Matt. So Matt and I started dating when I was about 25. And prior to that, I had just been dating guys who did not want commitment. Like guy after guy after guy. They just did not want commitment for whatever reason, right? Like one of them wanted to be polyamorous. One of them was having mental health issues. One of them who I dated for like a year just had commitment issues, simply put. And so it was no surprise that I kept on calling these guys into my life because although I knew that I wanted a serious monogamous relationship, I wasn't acting in alignment with that desire. So eventually I got sick of my own shit and I said to my mom and to one of my friends, Melanie, I said, I'm done dating. I am not dating anybody else for at least a year because I am so sick of attracting guys who don't want the same thing that I do. And then I find myself heartbroken and sad and it's like, I should have seen it coming, you know? So I had made the commitment that I was going to stop dating. Well, you can imagine that this didn't last very long because eventually the universe saw, okay, Sophie's finally done with the bullshit Let me throw her a bone. And so it was a few months later of me not dating, no dating apps, just doing my thing, focusing on myself. A few months later, I got a message from Matt, totally out of the blue saying, hey, I'm coming to Barry. I would love to see you. And what was wild about that was earlier that day, I had sent him a Facebook message being like, hey, what's up? I've been thinking about you lately. I'd love to hear from you. So when he sent me that text, I had assumed that he had already seen my Facebook message. We ended up meeting up, going for a walk, and that night was my friend's birthday. So I had invited him out to come and join us later that evening. And later that evening, you know, I became clear that I had romantic feelings towards Matt and it seemed that they were reciprocated. And I kind of said to him, I was like, you know, how funny is it that I sent you a Facebook message earlier today and then... Here you are in Barry, And he was like, what Facebook message? Like, I never got a Facebook message. And I was like, give me your phone. I'll show you. Like, I sent it to you today because I almost didn't send the message because I was like, no, I said I wasn't going to date. But then I was like, you know, Matt and I have only ever been friends. Like, this is totally okay. I'm not trying to date him. I didn't know that I would be into him in that way until I saw him. And it turns out that he didn't have Facebook Messenger on his phone. So I said, when you go home, you'll see a message from me. Sure enough, he did. And that marked the beginning of my relationship with Matt. And so this was before I knew what manifestation was. But what I did is I got clear on what I desired. And then I got honest if my actions were getting me closer to that desire. And for me, unfortunately, they weren't because I was just dating guys who didn't want the same thing as me. But eventually I was like, all right, this isn't working. Let me try a different approach. And sure enough, Matt came through a few months later. Another example that I have for you is my last job. So many of you know that my last job, I worked with Moto Yoga International. I was with them for five years. It was an amazing gig. And prior to that, I was working as an assistant at a law firm. And to say that I was unhappy would be an understatement. I found myself running to the bathroom, crying on my lunch break, coming home just so devastated that I had invested all of this time and money into a profession that was so clearly not for me. And now this manifestation came through in a bit of a different way. But what happened was I got so clear about what it is that I wanted and It became so obvious that working at a law firm was not it. So one night I was laying in bed, just crying and so sad about the state of my life, essentially. And Matt asked me, Okay, if you could do one thing in the world, what would it be? And I was just like, I would work for Moto Yoga International. You know, that's my dream. Working in the yoga industry, going to yoga teacher trainings, meeting amazing like-minded people. But then I said, you know, they have such a small team and they're not currently hiring. So I kind of just put it away. But I I claimed that desire. I got clear on what I wanted. I stated it out loud. And then sure enough, a few days later, I got an email to my inbox saying that Moto Yoga International was hiring. I... Left work that day, I said that I was feeling sick, and I went home to work on my resume and my application video. I think a part of me knew that that job was mine, but I wasn't confident enough to claim it. My dad, however, I remember him giving me a handshake saying congratulations before I got the job, and I was like, oh my God, please don't jinx this for me. But I called in that gig, and that gig was... Such a better fit for me. And honestly, I wouldn't be where I am today without that experience. Another really cool manifestation that I called in more recently using this method um, was the house that I currently lived in. So many of you know that during the pandemic, Matt and I moved to Ottawa because he went back to school and we decided that we were going to move back to Kingston afterwards. And we didn't have a place to live, obviously. And You know, I'm picky when it comes to my living conditions. I didn't love the apartment that we were living in in Ottawa. Um, The people in the building were really quite annoying. And I just sleep is really important for me. And my sleep was often being disrupted in that space. So I made a list of all the things that I wanted. And I actually think that I have it around here somewhere. I'll see if I can find a picture and post it. But it said something along the lines of, two-bedroom, um, washer-dryer, obviously, air conditioning and heating, green space in the backyard, parking for my cars, and ideally not living in an apartment building or with anybody else too close to my home. And, you know, we started looking. And Things here in Kingston are quite expensive. There's a lot of students, so they're able to jack up the prices. And I should also mention that I wanted to live walking distance to downtown. And Matt was such a negative Nancy about it. He's like, there's no way that you're going to get that. Oh, yeah, I wanted to pay um, no more than what we were currently paying in Ottawa, which was around $2,000 a month. So Matt was being such a negative Nancy about it. He's like, there's no way that you're going to get that like... You have to be more realistic, like lower your expectations. And I was like, fuck, no, like, bro, I lowered my expectations for the last two years and I've been miserable. So I started doing my thing. You know, I made some posts on Instagram, Facebook I was looking at all the listings. And then I thought to message my friend who I worked with at the law firm. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be moving back to Kingston. Would you mind reaching out to the people at the firm to see if anybody has any rentals available? Um, You know, many of the lawyers at the firm had investment properties. And I thought maybe that would be a great way in. And she just happened to be like, I'm actually looking for someone to rent my home. And she had just bought this home a year earlier. And I was like, holy shit, like this is it. I I had been to her home before. I, I've seen it and it was like better than every, anything I could have even imagined. And I was like, are you sure? Like we're working on a budget. Like this is my, the max that we can pay a month. And she was like, yep, absolutely. That's great. You know, it's really important for me to have people who I know and trust in my home and who will take good care of it. And I was like, holy shit. Like I... Did it. And I think the big takeaway with this manifestation was that I didn't lower my self worth. I wasn't like, I wasn't holding on to that belief that I couldn't have the thing that I wanted. At a subconscious level, even if it seemed like a little delulu or a little delusional, I was like, no. I'm getting a fucking house with nobody else around in a quiet neighborhood. I'm going to have a backyard. I'm going to have parking. It's going to have heat and AC and all the things that I need. And like, if you've been to my home, it's stunning. I love it. It is perfect for where Matt and I are at currently in our lives. And I'm just so proud of myself for not giving up on that vision. And I was tested. Like Matt tested me. Matt didn't believe that it could come through. You know, he was like, no, like he always says you have to lower your expectations, like be realistic. And I'm like, bro, like that is not how you get what you actually want in your life. And Matt, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I love you. But being realistic will only ever give you realistic results. And quite frankly, I am not here to live inside of a box that somebody else wants to put me in. You know, like that traditional nine to five job. It wasn't working for me. It was never going to work for me. So rather than trying to squeeze myself into that box, I'm creating my own. Same thing with my living situation. Like I really believe that I am worthy of the things that I have in my life And it has taken me a lot of time to get here. You know, like I've said that I've called in my relationship with Matt. I called in that last job that I had. I called in this house that I have. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't come with challenges, especially, especially relationships, right? Like at work or in a romantic relationship, it's not just you that you're manifesting with. You're manifesting with someone else. And there was a point with Matt where I had to be like, look, this is what I want this is what I desire. I need you to either get on board with me here or keep your criticisms to yourself because I'm going in that direction whether you come with me or not. And you have to be that, savage isn't a great word, but it's what's coming to mind. You have to be that driven to go after what you desire. Because if you look at the world around you, all you will receive is messages about how you are unworthy. So it is up to you to go inward, to look at your internal programming and then say, okay, where are the places and spaces where I don't feel deserving of something? Whether it's love, whether it's money, a home, whatever. Where are the places and spaces that I do not feel worthy Wherever those places or spaces are, that's where your work is. And we've got lots that we can work with here, right? So I'm just going to bring it back. We have the subconscious reprogramming piece. Honestly, if you're not in therapy, get in therapy because that has been such a tool for me to get honest about what's actually happening here, what's actually happening here in my brain. Again, it has not been easy. Therapy has been one of the most challenging things that I've done. And it is giving me the best results in terms of I am getting free finally from limiting beliefs that I have held my entire life. So subconscious reprogramming. You know, I've talked a little bit about plant medicine. That's another great way to see what's going on in your subconscious mind. It's not always going to be a good time, you know. We all have shit from the outside. It may look like people's lives are perfect or put together, but we all have our shit that we're working through and that we're working with. And it's important that we do the work of accepting and acknowledging that rather than denying it, because if you deny it, it's still going to dictate the reality of your everyday life. So subconscious reprogramming, taking aligned action like doing the subconscious work is not enough. The subconscious work is a piece of it, but you also need to be doing the the physical work here in this reality. Okay. And then of course, there's the celebrating of it. Like once we get the thing that we've worked so hard to get, it's like, yes, finally, you know, like finally I'm here. And What I want to leave you with is that we all have places and spaces where we feel unworthy. Just because you feel unworthy does not mean that you are unworthy. As human beings here on planet Earth, your soul has evolved into this place to have this experience simply by being here, you are worthy of all the things that you desire. But me just telling you that is not going to be enough. You need to find a way for you to believe that yourself. So I hope this episode was helpful. It really just scratched the surface of manifestation, how I approach manifestation, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. If you are curious about um, diving deeper into manifestation, I recommend you follow be. Tube- to be magnetic they're a great manifestation resource and there's plenty others out there too um as i think of them i'll share them either in the show notes or in another place perhaps on my instagram if you don't follow me on instagram go there it's at sophie s-o-p-h-i-e dot malouin m-a-l-o-u-i-n and i'm active there pretty much every day so that's the best place to get updates from me Okay, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's been so fun to talk a little bit about this, which I haven't done before. And if you resonate with this episode, let me know. Send me a message. I love to hear from you. And I am wishing you all a wonderful day. Sending so much love. Mwah.